0: welcome to eagle nation don't forget to join us on facebook
1: instagram and twitter so you never miss an episode
0: well, welcome to Eagle Nation, episode five, number six, the cavalry is coming, well, we hope so. Um, I'm Wazza, and we've got Dan and Wayne joining me today. Uh, we're doing it via Zoom, because I am what, what they call the AFL, Alpha Protocols, but my own protocols. I've got COVID, so unfortunately, uh, bunker down, So, but it doesn't stop the show from going ahead. So... Um, for the people that are listening on here, tell your friends to join us on the socials in Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, yeah, and tell them to download the show from whatever podcast platform you can recommend to them. Um, we use SoundCloud. There's Google and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. There's plenty out there. So, anyway, let's get on with the show. Hey, Dan, you got anything to say before we get into the show?
2: Oh, just, you know, uh, looking at that and... It's hard to be upbeat with uh, such an inconsistent performance on the weekend, but I'll tell you what's not inconsistent and that is Manscaped. With their Nick Free Primers, your Never regions will never be, have such a consistent shave. And uh, as was said, we're not actually in the studio right now, um, which is a shame because what people don't really understand listening to us is that we all smell delightful. And that's because Manscaped really steps up to the plate. We've Not just trimmers, but you can get manly scented colognes. And, God, we smell great right now, and we can thank Manscaped for that. <laughs> so don't jump on manscaped.com. Don't forget, use code EAGLENATION for 20% off. Yeah, that's right, 20% off. And look at their vast range of products.
0: I wish I could smell, man, but COVID—that's one of the things that goes away, it's a sense of smell. So, uh, <laughs> and bear with me, uh, listeners. If I cough, it's um someone I cannot control at the moment, but um we'll get into it. Uh well, this we'll talk. We're going to talk about the up and coming game against the Magpies, but we can't gloss over the. Eagles versus Fremantle game boys, um, they run out winners pretty handsomely, 102 to 47 um, they had 27 scoring shots to 12 and that was probably the difference and the biggest stat that I could find that really killed us and it's something that the Eagles have prided themselves on for the last few years is Mark's inside 50 we had 6 and they had 15 that's a big big difference and that creates pressure, especially if you're converting it to the scoreboard, which Fremantle did with 11 goals from turnovers. What was your take on the game, boys? Well, I, 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 my
1: thing is, one thing that to me that hasn't changed is our forward structure. I, I look on everyone's with their comments and that, and I get, I get hit a few times when I say, well, everyone's blaming COVID. You can blame COVID as much as you want, but at the end of the day... I haven't seen a lot of new structures in our game plan. Um, we actually played better in the North Melbourne game. It shows how North Melbourne might have been so weak, but we actually actually just hit and, uh, and, and let up in that game and, and scored better and we looked better on the weekend to me, especially when you look for the camera angles on the way when they're kicking in. It hasn't changed. Everyone just stands still. They're hoping Liam Ryan takes mark of the year. They're hoping Kennedy will take a pack mark. They're hoping Jack will. I, I don't see us dashing into that forward line uh, like Fremantle did and like Melbourne do, like St Kilda did last week with their game, like uh, you watch Geelong with the same. All the top teams are playing that fast, hard break football where the forwards lead up and the smalls are there for the crumb and they're also there for the lead back on into the goal. We don't have that at all. Yeah,
2: see, I'm, I'm um, more, uh, to me in the game and... This is why midfield has always been the brown, though, because they're under the umpires. But the game is, to me, always won in the midfield. Um, the forwards won't get as good delivery, which is kind of what you touched on then, Wayne. You know, like they're not presenting, the midfields aren't delivering the ball right, it's bombing along. The de- defence is then under a lot more pressure if the midfields aren't doing it. And um, to me, I don't like mentioning COVID and the outs because it does sound like a cop out. But to me, that is it. Our ball winners aren't there. Redden, to me, is a soldier. He's not going to win a game off his own boot. Gaff is a very ordinary inside player. He's good inside, but he's great outside. He's a wing. That That's his position, you know. I don't like it when he's put in the middle. So, to me, it's just... We're so depleted and you touched on the North game and I can't help but feel having more injuries for that game was actually more of a blessing than, say, last week because last week we had more players coming back that had COVID, but the players we brought in the week before were seasoned waffle players that were mature. We weren't playing all the young kids that were on the list because they were available, if you know what I mean. You're getting the Blacks in there that's a Saturday, You're getting a Giro in there that's... Um, The next Freo player, you know what I mean? And to me, that made us a bit more, um, I don't know, harder edged around the ball, a bit more of a mature side. But it's hard to be completely distraught about this game where I almost felt it was coming. Uh, I I commented on how I wasn't too upset about the Gold Coast and Ruse game because it was a gut, we showed guts and played it out. And that's because I expected a hiding. So I've been waiting for this hiding to come and sadly it had to happen in the Derby. Um, And just one more quick take from the game too is I think we've learnt now that getting all these players back, especially we're talking about the ones after COVID, isn't going to be a magic fix because they're not going to come back fit and firing. They looked gassed. They looked gassed like so often during that game where it looked like you know, they'd run a marathon before the game almost. So if we get all these great players back that have been in quarantine and that, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to flick a switch and we're going to perform great again. It might take one or two weeks for them to perform at their peak again. So it's going to be very interesting the next month for footy because we are really at the crossroads now. And if we can't win games, well, then that rebuild button will actually have to get hooked very soon. Well, I'm going to
0: touch on a few points that both of you just brought up. Um, The COVID thing, yes. Before the game, I I didn't want to use it as an excuse, but I can see why it's going to take one or two weeks for some of these guys to get back into the swinger thing and they can get gas pretty easy because it does drain your energy. Um, Wayne, I think you said it. um, We don't have any two-way runners. And usually your two-way runners um, are your half-forwards. And I think they're very, very... I don't want to, you know, single out anyone, but the the smaller, faster type players aren't running two ways um, and they're not doing it for long enough. And if they do, they're not putting the pressure on it. Um, one player was really, really slack with his intensity the whole game. And if he gets a game this week, I'm going to go off my tree, but we all know who he is and I'm not going to say his name, but there's some players in, the, in our side that, I'm going to bring up Isaiah Winder. He's got speed. He's got legs. He can play wing. He can play mid. He can play forward. And the guy's not getting a game. Um, so there's obviously something that I don't see there. But hopefully a kid like him can get, a, get given a game in the next few weeks. Um, like you said, Dan, um, the future is looking pretty bleak. He, I sat there today and I'm looking at the... The fixture ahead and i'm looking up to round 10 and i'm trying to find out where our first win is going to come from and hopefully it's this week. but um like you said we need that continuity of players on the ground we've used 30 36 of our fit players i think and that means we've been using top-up players more than any other club in the competition so we've just got to get continuity it might it might come as we get the players back but what we need to do is get field position on the ground and that's something we didn't have against Fremantle. They just slaughtered us everywhere, they cut us through and I just think it was just as Simo said it, it was from a lack of an intensity. We bring intensity like we did against North Melbourne, the rest of the game take care of itself. What
1: do you reckon? Yeah, about? without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt there. I think to um I looked at the fixtures as well, and I can see us having a probably a better second half of the season than the first half, obviously, because, I mean, look, the club's probably going to be pretty well over the COVID side, hopefully, within the next few weeks because so many players have had it. Well, when you say had it, this guy's gone off. I don't know which guys have had it and which haven't, to be honest, because they go off in protocols. That means they could be a close contact to their kids at home or their yeah, wife. Could be, yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know who's had it. I mean, obviously Tom Brass has had it. I'd say Harry Edwards had it because he was really smoked at you know, half-time. You could see it. He was gassed. And I feel for those guys. But I can see getting all our players back, and that's if we do get them back. Uh, I can see us having a really good second half of the season. But then you've got to think, well, I know that sounds horrible, but then I think, do we want a really good draft pick or do we want to just keep going around that number 12, 13 draft pick? And it'd be good to get it in the top four next season because uh, the draft isn't too bad again this year.
0: Yeah, well. I'll tell you what,
2: Wayne, I can help but feel the exact same and I have those exact same thoughts. Like, where do we want to feel? Is this a blessing in disguise? Because we are not mm. as bad as we are playing. Let's just think about it for a while. Imagine, we'll start at the back line. Imagine adding uh, Duggan, Barras, and Cole to that back line. Imagine the midfield adding B, Chewy, Yo, and Kelly to that midfield, and then imagine the forward line adding Rioli, Crypt, and Allen to that forward line, and then let's just chuck a Chesor, a young kid, and maybe a Clark on the bench. You know, that suddenly is a far superior side, and I'm not saying that it's a Premiership winning side. It could be because it's all hypothetical, but it would be a lot more competitive. And I think, well, would we then be coiling around the eight? Like, so is this a blessing now where we will get hopefully a top 10 pick, who knows, time will tell. But I do have the exact same thoughts Wayne had, where will we have yeah. a better second half of the year? And do we want to be in that position that te- good teams have found themselves in where they're always in that bottom half of the eight for years and it stunts their rebuild, it really does. Like, um, Just don't move around too much, guys,
0: because we're getting a little bit of feedback um, back here and in- – my my end, but um, yeah, I can't agree more with both of you. Is um, uh, the last uh top five draft pick we had was two thousand and ten with Andrew Gaff, so it's a long long time between drinks. Um, and like I've said in the last few weeks, I think it might be forced that we are into this position, um, and it might be a blessing in disguise. Let's not talk about too much about the 3 game anymore, but I just wanted, before we get on to Collingwood, I just want to, and I reckon both of you have noticed this, um, Jeremy McGovern, he's back in all Australian form. Oh, oh he's a doubt. i no, sorry,
1: doubt. you don't sorry. Yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, I, as you guys know, I was pretty critical of Gov last year. I think he lacked fitness, but he looks fit. He's playing strong um and he actually shown great leadership on the ground too which um i think that's something he's lacked a little bit in the last couple of years but you know i think it's in great form and if we get tom burrass back and him getting back in the form um i think we'll be set in the back line we'll play a lot better with those two there but yeah i totally agree there
2: yeah i i agree too back in his all australian form really isn't he and um you always watch as a fan a lot of footy at the beginning of the season because you've missed so much. And there isn't yeah. a full bat. but there's no lever, there's no mate dominating the comp uh, uh, for that position where you think of oh, it. In losing sides, he's been in the top three players every week, which is really good and really uh, remarkable. Um, most stats, he's now ranked elite in the AFL for intercepts and uh, marks and all that he's uh, for a defender ranked elite. So. Let's hope he continues that form because even Hearn at his age, he was a bit maligned week one, but he, uh, to me, he's been in really good form too. Obviously, at his age, he's not at his peak, so we're not going to get the vintage best of Hearn. But, oh, my God, isn't he such a contributor down back too? And I think without our back, backmen in good form in Hearn and Gov, God, we would have had a lot worse losses to talk about. So thank God that hasn't happened.
0: Yep, yeah.
1: But, hey, too, sorry, Matthew, you followed that the mongrel punt site. He has the rolling all Australian every week, and Gubb's been it every week. So, um, yeah. just a little, a bit of a
0: fun thing to watch, look at. But yeah, Gub's in there every week. Yeah, he's in. He's in my rolling all Australian. Just a little bit of breaking news, boys. Uh, Josh Kennedy has just been awarded our life membership. Yeah, that was excellent. Yeah,
2: I saw that three hundred games. So that, um, that was I went under the radar when they, yep. count, they count the scratch matches or the, the pre-season ones, you know, the formal ones. Yeah. And, yeah, he's hit 300 and you're like,
0: oh, wow, it's amazing. That's a good achievement. Um, but probably uh, the last thing on the game, he probably had one of his shockers where he gave away four free kicks and uh, maybe just from the disposal coming down, it didn't help him. So hopefully he can get back to his best this week against Collingwood. Now, mm. Collingwood, I've hit – because uh, I've been in a bunk, I haven't been really watching too much footy. So Taylor Adams is out with COVID, and De out for a week. Is he? He's, yeah, been out so. He's been Suspended. He's been yeah. suspended for a week. Yeah. So that's yeah. That, that's two players that we'd have to worry about, and they are two big key players because that'd be the two key players I'd be talking about. Um, we know what Tate Adams did in the grand final. He was probably second best on the ground in a losing side. And Degoe can be that, you know, you know what goey's like.
2: If he's hot, he's hot. If he's not, he's not. So, And this year he's been really good, though. So it's great for our perspective that he's not playing. Uh, he's been yeah. in real good form this year. Yeah, sadly, like, you know, opposition, player, I'm not a big fan of him, mainly because of his off-field behaviour. But, um, yeah, this year he's uh, playing real good footy. So it's a great out for us that you know he's not there this weekend. And, and I team can't believe been... that the, I can't believe some of the COVID luck swinging our way where they've actually been hit with a one of their star players for once, mate. Cause it will, like let's throw you back. Do you remember uh, could have been our first or second podcast? I said, oh, we're finally building a strong side and it'll field a strong strong side. They say a week's a long time in footy. Well, turns out 24 hours is a long time in footy <laughs> because the very next time we're making 16 changes to the sides. Like, I couldn't believe that. Like, so,
0: well, um, while we're doing this podcast, they're probably going to be announcing the squad. So by the time you hear it, their squad will be announced. So you'd you assume Shuey comes in, um, Duggan will come in, who else? we will come in.
2: And will come in.
0: Those four come in. in. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if they bring Bailey back in. But depending on how it goes, How, like I said, it's all, it all depends on how they've pulled up from the COVID and all that. Because um, um, Dixon did all right in the ruck. Um, but he didn't do much else around the ground, so... We always say the game's going to be won in the midfield. So, will we back in there? And that um, I think you know, the Eagles. This could be a tighter game than what people think because Collingwood are playing good football. Let's not let's not doubt that they're playing that that brand that you were talking about, Wayne. But um, it's at Marvel. It's not at the G. So that might hamper them a bit because they're not that as they're not, they're not as good at, at the Telstra Dome or the whatever you want to call it. That he had, yeah, yeah. And one thing Colin would do
1: they actually give you a look at the game. They they always start off very fast. They're always a they've always been a fast starting team under but- and They still are under McRae, but they, they tend to give you a look. They give give you a look in if you can take that look in. Like look at last week, Geelong took that look in. They gave them a little look in, and all of a sudden they there's a 50 odd point turnaround. So they can do that. And oh, look, they've got some young kids in there coming through as well. So. Um, you know, I, and we have to win this week Because my my wife's family are all Collingwood supporters So I cannot sit in here all bloody week and listen to them That's for sure
2: I <laughs> shall what? pray to you Wayne, I shall pray for <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks <laughs> mate
0: What we what don't want to see is 11 unanswered goals Like Collingwood did <laughs> yeah. against the Cats last yeah. week We don't want to see that Because for some, my only bad thing about Simo He's never been able to stop a roll-on um, but no. if they do get a roll, on, we need to work out how to get back into the game like the Cats did. So, um, yeah, it's got to be an interesting game. And like you said, this could be – it could get us on the scoreboard or, or I, just, I hope we get close and challenged because the next three weeks, Sydney, Port Adelaide and Richmond, if uh, they can't get a win here, I think some of the uh, – what do they call it? The, the wolves out in the in the jungle might start. I mean, out in the forest might start uh, yelling for Simo's head. Unfortunately, even though it's probably not half of his fault. Yeah.
2: it's very interesting because to me this is actually a very important game because um you know it's all about the game game style right now and I've gone on a bit of a tangent here. But if this was a science experiment, it would be thrown out because there's too many variables. It, it, and let's look at that as the game plan, right? So the experiments, it has the game plan changed. Well, the variables are all the players missing in all the youth and top-up players and the players being added uh, supplements, you know, at the beginning of the year. So you can't judge the game plan as much because of those variables. And this game is important because we have to now see that. We're starting to get players back. We're seeing that we're winning the contested ball a lot, which isn't our game style normally. Um, but this game... The Pies take the game on a lot, and because of that, it's kind of what Wayne touched on, they give you a look-in, because you can hurt them on the turnover. That's what happens to the Pies, because under their new coach, they take the game on. So if they're going to take the game on and they turn it over, that's where Wayne was saying they give you a look-in. We then need to punish them. We need to see that handball that cut into the centre, which they're supposed to be doing this year. So we've got to pressure them, win the contested ball, put them under pressure so they turn it over and then we can cut through the middle. We need to see that this week because now we've got Rioli back. Now we've got um, shuey back. Um, they're a couple of playmakers for us and they have been there all season. Um, so we really need to see that because on this podcast, we do think the game plan has changed, but we haven't seen it implemented well at all, especially on the weekend because of that. The only indicator is the contested ball wins that we won, and we even won that on the weekend. So very, very important call because if we don't start to see soon, and I'm a Simpson fan, I disagree with him say so foreign. but if we don't see that new game plan, and I'm not counting wins, just the game plan, Yeah. then questions will start to be asked of someone because at the end of the day, you know, he is the head coach. And, yeah, they've talked all preseason about the new game plan. We see hints of the new game plan. Um, even early on, we saw it, even the pre-season game, we saw it a bit too, and we're trying to take it on. We're trying to go through the middle. Um, this is a perfect opportunity to display that, and I think it's very important for the fans and the coaching staff that we see it this weekend.
0: Yeah, can't agree more. Uh, I'm, going to totally agree. Your doctor. I'm going to start calling your doctor after that one. With the variables and the
2: science. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought it was. Just, I thought it was a good analogy because it's true. If, if it is. the science experiment was there, there's variables you can't. Trust, you won't get the result. It's thrown out. You know what I mean? Because it needs to be no variables. And that's what we've got sounded this year because of COVID. But it's injuries as well. You know what I mean? It's not actually just all COVID. We've been very unlucky on the injury front. So oh. it's very hard for a coach to display a ga- winning game plan when <laughs> his winning team is essentially not there. I think I did the, um we just ran through missing players then, and we got lots. But about 10 of them are in our best 22. So it well, I'm go. I'll quickly
0: go for them. Jermaine Jones is out for a week or two. Amstring. Elliot yo, two weeks. Tim Kelly, two weeks. Clark, two weeks. This is all from Eagles, so take it with a pinch of salt. Um, Cripps, two weeks. True and Bazo, three weeks, both with the same problem with Shin. Oscar Allen's four to five weeks away. Uh, Tom Joyce, four weeks. Dom Sheed, five weeks. And Chester and Cole are the inactive boys. So, like I said, Going to get a few uh, good players there in the next few weeks, especially Elliot Yo, Tim Kelly and Oscar Allen, hopefully.
2: Yeah, well, there's yeah. rumours that Yo and Kelly could be even next week. So fingers crossed that. Then we suddenly got that midfield, and that's what I'm saying. That's where uh, a good midfield uh, takes the pressure off the defence and it gives better delivery to the forwards. Because I think forwards are a lot harshly judged because when the midfield's not delivering well to them, they look... They're out of position. They're not marking right. You know, they're giving away free kicks. You touched on two, was there? So, yeah. very important. All right, boys, margin and
0: winner for the game before we close it up because it's going to be a shorter podcast via Zoom. Everyone's wants to go first. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to stick my
1: neck out. I'm going to go the Eagles because I cannot see my bloody family in-laws winning this. I, know I can do again, I am I'm actually tipping an upset today, this week. I'm
2: tipping the Eagles by uh, seven points. Cool. Um, okay. I'm going to support the Eagles and I'm going to support Wayne and tip the Eagles by 16 points. <laughs> Thanks, <mate. laughs>
0: well, this might surprise you yeah, that I'm going to support you too, Wayne, <laughs> and I'm going to go the Eagles, but I think it's going to be by about 17 points and I think it's going to be something that we need. Um, Very unbiased yeah. tipping from all of us, I must say <laughs> Well, you know, you know me, I'm usually the devil's advocate Devil's advocate, um, devil's advocate. And, um, But yeah, for some reason I've got this feeling And uh, I've got to go with instinct So, And especially with Adams and Degowie yeah, out I think that helps us a bit in the middle and down forward So um, anyway, good for you guys getting on Zoom Sorry, it's a short podcast for all your listeners Um, Hopefully next week I'm out of uh, the COVID bubble And we can do it in the studio Talk about the games in depth Uh, The waffle season's about to start as well So we'll touch on that Because a lot of people have been asking if we're going to do a waffle part So yes, we will be Uh, So uh, it's going to be interesting Especially when we've got so many injuries at the moment Uh, Half the team's going to be top-up players from amateur games And uh, players that they've got from other Waffle Clubs, so stick with us Uh, Join us on Facebook, Instagram Twitter, download from all the Show, uh, podcast apps And uh, as um, Dan said at the start Smell good with Manscape and use The right tools for the right job And uh, hopefully next week we're Talking about an Eagles win, boys (laughs) Fingers
1: crossed Look after yourself, I hope you get better, mate
0: Yeah, we'll do, Right, go Eagles